Hey, hello, welcome. Hey, everybody, how are we doing? It's another week. Another another week into a, a weirder-feeling world. Kind of feels like it's settling. Does it feel like, it, like we're settling into kind of accepting we don't touch each other anymore and we don't... Yeah, we're kind of... I don't know. I feel weird, man. Feels really strange. Feel like people are relaxing a little bit with distance and um, the whole kind of fear element. But yeah, definitely feels like we're sort of adjusting to feeling like this is how we go on now. We have distance and we, yeah, weird. We've been asked about the children going back to school and really unsure about that small children going to school at four and five and six years old and doing social distancing and wearing gloves and hair nets and being apart and yeah I don't think that's a great imprinting of learning for kids so we're probably going to swerve that one but um I hope everybody's good out there I hope everybody's okay um yeah we just have to keep adapting as we do and the good will out in the end so yeah if if health if people are healthy, that's the best we can hope for at the moment. Um, I want to say thank you to Pod Bible. Um, been super supportive as ever. We've just done artwork for the next issue, which will drop in the beginning of June. Um, so those guys, uh, yeah, they're 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 giving everybody something to um, to look forward to in podcast world. You know, they keep pulling out. Um, these magazines and the amount of podcasts that are fantastic when you actually, you know, I mean, it's overwhelming like anything now, like Netflix, like Amazon Prime, all this stuff, you know, there's so much stuff in front of you. It's just overwhelming. Spotify, uh, obviously there's been big news there this week, which we'll cover. Um, but no, Pod Bible have, have been putting these magazines together and I'm just, I've sort of been roaming around podcast world and picking up bits and listening to stuff. And it's fascinating how many quality podcasts, especially in the UK, there is, you know. So, yeah, we're really excited. We've got another advert going out with Pod Bible, and we've got, we did the episode uh, of the Pod Bible podcast as well, which I think is going to drop anytime soon. So, I'll keep you updated on that. But just wanted to say thank you to the Pod Bible peeps for helping us um, and being supportive and, and all of that. Also, thank you for the comments for Michael's uh, episode, Michael McKeon's episode last week. Michael's one of my best friends. That was a, a good old jolly episode, as I'm sure you heard. Uh, lots of brandy, lots of fun, a lot of some introspection, actually. Michael's yeah, really nice to see Michael after that long period of time, and he's really chilled and jovial and hammered by the end of it and had a great time. And so, yeah, that was really good fun, and we've had some nice comments, and I think people have been digging out the music and stuff, and some people asking me about Lost Souls, the band. You can find Lost Souls at Lost Souls Music on YouTube. There's some videos on there um, and bits and bobs. And, yeah, it was a bit before releasing stuff on Spotify and things like that, <clears throat> that period. But there's some bits on there that are pretty cool. And Michael's a super cool mus musician, a uh, great songwriter. <clears throat> and that was a really fun episode. So thank you for all those comments. We've, we've moved over to Anchor. So... Anchor, uh, they've been bought by Spotify as well. So it's been a big week for Spotify. Spotify, 
if you haven't heard already, have scooped up Joe Rogan on an exclusive deal. So that kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that itself kind of makes sense in some ways to me. Um, but what, what I am intrigued about is what does it mean for the rest of the podcast, podcast industry and what does it mean for the music industry? Because I think, as I understand it, Spotify are actually going to build in a video arm to Spotify to accommodate Joe Rogan's three-hour video podcasts, you know, that go out on YouTube currently. So I would imagine that's going to throw open all sorts of avenues for the music videos and um, for podcasts and, you know, video podcasts and stuff. And I just don't know where, where does it stand now with other big podcasts, you know, where does, does a, does a, an Adam Buxton podcast, does he now sign an exclusive deal with somebody, you know, um, that's going to be really interesting to see what happens because as we all know, a lot of podcasts are kind of just found across all platforms. Um, so I think that's really an interesting thing that's going to happen. And it seems to be um, good news for Spotify because their stock shot up um, something like five billion pounds. It's rumoured that it's like a hundred million dollar deal for Joe Rogan to to basically just have them license it. You know, he's still going to do his thing how he wants to do it. And I do, that makes me wonder. I wonder in the wake of all of this COVID stuff, um, for those of you who listen to the, the Joe Rogan podcast, um, He's had specialists on there. He's had scientists on there, um, media guys, and obviously his friends. And they've discussed it, the, the COVID sort of pandemic impact, global impact across the board. And a lot of, a lot of uh, talk over the years on that podcast has been about YouTube and how YouTube or Twitter or Facebook and censorship and how that works. And I just wonder, is it, uh, maybe has he got one eye on YouTube kind of, just shutting things down a little bit trigger happy um you know these these community guidelines that kind of seem to have their own sort of you know set of literal set of guidelines that seem to move and 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 yeah they don't seem to be consistent but then i sometimes think well how the fuck can they be because content is just so broad and different and 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 the 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 intent of content is so different. You know, a joke's a joke, but is it a joke? You know, can you say these words? If you're telling a joke, you can, but can you say them if they're out of context? It's a really strange time. So I do wonder, has he gone over there, you know, and maybe there's a more sort of a, a liberal feeling that you can just carry on carrying on and the conversations can be had and we haven't got a sense of this or protect that or worry about something. I don't know, we'll see. But it's, it's certainly an interesting time for podcasts and for music and the fucking crazy digital speedy world that we're living in anyway um yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens with other big podcasts um so that's that that's been that's been cool news but yeah we're, we're with anchor and we've we've gone with anchor because you know they give little podcasts little podcasts like us an opportunity to to match with sponsorship and to try and um grow uh, our fan base you know with it with a, a, a the ability to number one have um monetization with adverts so immediately with anchor instead of having to pay any kind of um annual membership or costs for hosting the guys 
um, ask us to do an advert for them and of which they pay an amount of money per thousand downloads and of that they take a percentage and they also look to match you with with um, companies whose uh, products align with the data of your demographic of your of your listenership so I really like that idea. I like the idea that little podcasts can get a little bit of traction and we can maybe start to grow in the, you know, in the slipstream of these big Joe Rogan deals and things, you know, it's always a little bit of a worry that Tesco's comes along and the corner shops disappear. So I think in podcast world, the kind of punk DIY ethic is, is it would be nice. And I think it will be important that these avenues are open for, for smaller podcasts, for more you know, niche podcasts, cliche, um, sort of, um, yeah, um, a place for specific audiences. And it doesn't all have to be sort of enormous conglomerate style podcasting. So the ability to, um, to monetize a little podcast is, is awesome. And the data that their, their dashboards, fantastic. It's just really cool. You can see, I can now see, I could see countries before. Um, so welcome everybody. Um, in India, I think I mentioned India on the last podcast. I mean, it's a strange time for podcasting. It's kind of fluctuating up and down. There's nothing consistent right now. I think there's some hardcore people who just love their podcast who are listening, but then there's kind of fluctuating numbers. So it's a really odd time. But um, yeah, before with, with our previous hosts, we could see sort of countries and, but now we can see cities within countries. We can see the genders. We can see all sorts with, with our anchor dashboard. So that's really cool. So we're kind of under that Spotify umbrella as well, which is, yeah, um, it's been an interesting week for Spotify and hats off to them. Um, speaking of YouTube, we are, we are filming these podcasts now. We've kind of been tinkering around and trying to get trying to get a setup together that we're happy that it's consistent and is the quality is high enough and that we can we can work with. And I think we're getting there now. We I think we've done the fourth one in a row now, which has been really cool. And we've we've brought in my young um, my young stepdaughter's um partner aiden producer aiden who's a lovely smashing young young man um super intelligent and just a sweet lovely boy and he's got all of the skills as far as paying the technical bills goes um so he's come in and has got some really good ideas and he's doing things like switching and producing on the fly for us and yeah that's been really exciting and i think we've got um some fun stuff we're going to start working on to bring into the podcast in the future. So if you do head over to YouTube, we, we can be found at YouTube at chew the chat podcast on YouTube. Um, and we're putting up full episodes where possible. So most of these episodes now will be, will be audio as you hear them now, but they'll, they'll have a video version as well. And then there's a couple that I'm doing. So for instance, I went wild camping. Um, so that'll just be an audio podcast. A couple of them that we do sometimes if we're out and about, we're remote, we can't necessarily film it all. But generally speaking, these episodes are going to be full video available now. And we're, we're clipping them down. Aiden's working with me and we're clipping some clips out, sort of short clips to give people tasters and ideas and um, little funny clips and stuff like that. So building that stuff. So you can, if you, if you head over to YouTube, um, you can see this podcast, even the episode with Ollie from Dip Your Ghosts. Um, they're all over there and last week's Michael's as well. I think go, go back to episode 10, I think, uh, with four brothers. So 
head over to YouTube, give us a subscribe and a like, and drop a comment, let us know who you are, let us know what you think, um, let us know what you're doing, um, and tell a friend, that'd be really cool. And same with the socials, you, um, the YouTube, obviously, then we've got Instagram, which is the only one we really use, really. Facebook is difficult, don't really like Facebook, um, personally, and it doesn't seem to like you if you don't pour your heart out on it, so... But we, our stuff's there, and it's the same with Twitter. It's just literally, the, you know, episode um, releases are, are on there. That's about it. But Instagram, we're really active, and YouTube as well. So do hop on, give us a like, and say hello. Um, yeah, this episode then, we're going to be talking with Ollie from Dip Your Ghosts. Dip Your Ghosts are a um, production duo. And they're super talented uh, under the Hidden by Sound label. Um, and they do kind of really, really nice sort of sound design-esque, deep kind of, I want to call it housey, solely, um, this kind of J-techy, glitchy dub stuff in it. But it's really smooth. It's really sexy. It's really soulful. Um, and I think they put about five tunes out at the moment. Um, and I, I love the stuff. It's it's really good and it's moody and it's got texture. Um, and Ollie and Tommy, who I've known for forever, I've been I've done music with Tommy. Um, and I've went to well, I didn't go to school with Ollie, but we kicked around in in school years out at the weekends and outside of school. We spent a lot of time together, so we go a long, long way back. Uh, and it's been really nice seeing these lads. Of all the different projects they've always done, always high level, always quality. I mean, their production's immense. I mean, they've had Radio 1 plays and all that stuff over the years. But this kind of feels like a real full package and, yeah, it's going really well for them. And I'm, I'm really enjoying each track that comes and, yeah, their their level just seems to keep getting higher. So to, get, to, to sit down with them, um, certainly with Ollie, was really nice. And we, we ended up chewing the chat on all sorts a little bit of, uh you know us growing up together a lot of his his growing up growing up with his big brothers because he's in the it's tommy that he's he's in dippy ghost with and he's got another big brother danny who's the oldest of all three of them who was the um the stalwart if you like of the music he was the first in and started creating and building computers and building rigs and going down to london to press records and stuff so um between the three of them, they've just got beats in their blood. Um, and it's really nice to be around that. The creative kind of uh, drive has never, ever gone. Um, and you hear that from Ollie in this conversation. And we go everywhere in this conversation. We, you know, we obviously talk about the lockdown and how we've coped and what we think the future's going to look like. And kids on phones and technology, as wonderful as it is, we're putting it in the hands of little kids. And it's, that's pretty scary and pretty crazy. And what does it mean for the future? So we go all over in this, in this, uh, this episode. But I hope you enjoy it. I certainly did. And like I say, you can find it over on YouTube. So I'm going to stop blabbing on. Um, sponsors. Again, I can't do anything more. I'm praying that we might be able to, because I am desperate to have a float and I am desperate to get in a cryo. So I'm hoping we might get an announcement in the next couple of weeks. Um, but in the meantime, you know, go deep flotation, Google them, Google flotation therapy, find out how good that is for your mind and your body. And the same with cryotherapy. Three minutes in a cryo chamber, basically a stand-up sunbed that freezes you for three minutes and makes your blood just brand new. Check that out. Google that. Lincoln Cryo Lab. 
Those those two companies are, are performing a service that is sweeping the globe in in performance and in um, creativity and in well being. So that's all I can say at the moment is Google those those therapies. Find find out if you think you know that's something that's going to benefit you, especially at a time when we've been reminded about immune systems and the future threat of more pandemics and being vulnerable you know definitely stuff to check out but hoping in the next couple of weeks we will we'll get something in the way of an update and we can start heading back there with a the code word chew and getting 10 percent off those services and putting them in our lives okay this is without further ado episode 14 of the chew the chat podcast and this is a track called the void by dip your ghosts
Yeah. We're doing some <laughs> whiskey's all right as well, <laughs> Well cheers. Yeah, cheers, mate. So welcome. Ollie, dip your ghosts. I'll use the coaster. Yeah. I'll be a good guest. How you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah. It's nice to have you. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. It's good to be at the house. <laughs> <laughs> you got music to promote, Muck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 everything now is just homebound, isn't it? Yeah. Everything. So it's just, even even the drive over here. And looking across fields was just... A pleasure. Oh, it was. Oh, it was a treat. Isn't it a strange time like that? Yeah. I felt like that when I came home from Thailand. You, as you remember, probably, because mm-hmm. we, we, we did quite a bit together. But, like, before I went, we, we spent a lot of time together doing things, various things, projects, work and stuff. Then when I was in Thailand for a year, coming home from, like, a dusty, beautiful in different ways, you know, like jungles and god knows what but very dusty in scott you come out and you look out a car was, window in england was you in a was you in a town in thailand or was you like a uh, coastal coastal like a fishing village right okay so we were kind of just outside of a of a city yeah maybe 20 minutes down the main road but in like a between the mountains and the the sea it was lovely actually mm. oh, it's but, a beautiful country then oh it's gorgeous but coming back to England, sitting in the car, and like I say, just driving along, it, I felt like it was like fucking England's beautiful. It's really green and Mate, luscious yeah, and colourful. It is, and it's funny because stereotyped England around the world is either London or a village, mm. but there's so much in between. Yeah, you know, there is so much, so much beautiful coast, so many uh, like the Lake District, you know, semi mountainous regions, a and, bit of everything. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. a bit of everything. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. It's a weird time. So driving just across this little city has been a bit of an eye-opener today. Then. Just a bit, yeah. Well, yeah. T- driving here today felt like I was going out on a day trip. That's what it was like, honestly. <laughs> well, it is, I guess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because seven I, weeks of being... I'm still working two days a week, mm-hmm. so I still I still go out to work for two days a week, and then the rest of the time I'm working from home. But where I go to work is literally, well, you know, Lincoln, so mm-hmm. it's down Canic Hill through town and thingy, so I don't see anything. It's just... Yeah. You know, you're there. And you're not in the headspace where you're really thinking, oh, no, yeah, what's... <laughs> yeah, half six in the morning. Like, Shall I get petrol or not? Yeah. So you're here as one half of Dip Your Ghosts, which um, as, as a fan of your music and all the different carnations of your music that you've made, it seems like it's kind of accumulated into like a a really solid form now. Like, I don't know if it's the times we're in with the the Spotify and all of the links and just the experience or what, I don't know, but like the sound and everything just seems to be really rich and fucking solid. And I think what it is, uh, Sam, is that <clears throat> throughout the years, me and Tommy, we've always been quite eclectic in our taste of music. So even when we've been making, you know, weird drum and bass producers, when we were doing Secret Society, we still always tried to do, every track was different. There was no consistency in the sound. It was always, you know, I always think the tracks were good, but everything was different. Whereas now we've got an eclectic sound, but it's consistent. 
It's like every, you can tell it's a Dippy Ghosts track, mm. even though it's very different sonically. Maybe we might use a different tempo, a different genre, but it's got a it's got a Dippy yeah, Ghost stamp on it. Yeah, I feel like yeah, now. there's definitely a signature to it. And for listeners, to Tommy's your brother, one of your brothers, and you boys are producers together, and you come from drum and bass and just the whole. Come from yeah, I mean, with, with Tommy and Danny, we've come from like the beginning of the rave scene all the way through to yeah, through to today. Yeah. So how has that been then? So like, I mean, and I, you and I have history mm. in in music and, and stuff, and I can remember you boys hustling and putting on dues and putting you know events together and trying to make something happen in the middle of nowhere when we were kids. I mean, you're the youngest of those three, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's you, then then Tommy, then not then Danny. Yeah. So Ollie, Tommy, Danny, um, and we're same age, yep. then boys are a bit older than us. And so you were kind of in their slipstream, taking in a lot of, sort of downloading a fucking lot of information that some of us who didn't have them older brothers, especially in that scene, weren't getting. So you were always kind of like on the edge of like, this is happening, that's happening, this is going to happen. Yeah. And you were putting stuff together fucking 20 years ago. Well, to give you a glimpse of how, how it worked, when we, we used to live um, in a little council estate in Dunholm, a little village just outside of Lincoln. And uh, in my elder brother, Danny, in his bedroom, he used to have his decks and uh, loads of hip-hop records. It was just music paraphernalia everywhere. Um, Tommy used to hang, because he was only two years younger than Danny, so they used to hang around together. They were like mates, and all their mate, mates used to come around. They'd be in together. The door would be shut, and I, I as, a, as a little kid, probably about eight years old, would be laid outside the door listening in wanting to be part of there, wanting to be one of the lads, soaking yeah. in all this music. And every time they were out of there, you were I, in there I was rummaging. creeping in there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my beatings as a kid growing up was, <laughs> it was down to being in the wrong place, you know, nicking mm. the wrong... I used to steal the records, I used to be on the decks, I used to... Everything would be turned upside down, but I loved it. I wanted Imagine. to be part of it. It was just like, that was the... That was like the... Um, peek behind the curtain of like a film mm. studio or something like that's what it felt like to me I, mm. I was like i was in that it was so amazing so yeah. there's two years between tom and dan and yeah. what and what six six or so between you and tommy five years between me and five tom. years between yeah. you and tom so yeah so that that gap went like you say when you're eight to like you know 12 13 14 and 15 16 is like that's fucking enormous because yeah, them yeah. boys are like oh, we're men now, oh god aren't yeah. We? yeah and you're like Fuck off! Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was like yeah. a pest. <laughs> but you, you, but isn't it lovely that you, for some, you know, three of you have all got whatever that thing is inside you, where it's like, no, the music, the beat, like that's doing mm. something to me. I'm after that. So, yeah. so you're in that slipstream. So, like, without fast forwarding or anything crazy, but like, as we just mentioned before, we went live on this podcast. We were just listening to some Dippy Ghost on Spotify, and we just punching it into the Bluetooth on the Roadcaster, and it's like mad. We're like, mental, this yeah. is mental. What you can do in yeah. it now. And you paint that picture then of like breaking into your brother's bedroom when they're gone and just fucking pressing the buttons and putting the decks on and records were this big and like yeah that's some journey from how how quickly we've moved through that yeah what's it been like then so just you know things that we don't even think about like designing well, a flyer or something well when if we go from like when I was laid outside the room listening in when I got to about thirteen. I started going to raves. So like, cause Danny and Tommy were DJing and that, I was like, I was able to get in. So like, I remember my very first rave. Do you remember the record shop? In, yes, uh, Stash. Stash. Yes. They, they did a, a rave at the Drill Hall called Stash Christmas Bash, which was Christmas 1994. I love that wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's whoever thought of that needs a raise. 
But I can remember being in that. I got into that rave at 13 years old. So your cred was through the roof. Oh, right? mate, I used to go back to school. Kids were like, what was it like? Well, I remember that. I remember <laughs> that from you, though. And we weren't even at the same schools. But a, a lot of our crew kind yeah. of were, you know, nefariously connected. Moving. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, having that slipstream of your brothers and, you know. I, I remember looking at Danny when he was DJing that night. And um, just all the lasers, the smoke. He was on the decks. I think it was Sharpie who was emceeing for him. And, big he, shout that, out Sharpie. Oh, and, big I shout just spoke to Sharpie earlier. Yeah, he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be sat in here at some point. But he was, I think he was MC. It was either him or Mooncat. It was one of them two. Um, but I remember it was just like, it was godlike. And I just wanted that. Yeah. Like, And that's all I've ever wanted. It was never like, I want fame. I want to be rich. Mm. I want it. It was that. It was that moment, like mm. on the stage, smashing it. And the, it was just music and movement. Yeah, and it was people just, just there was a moment. feeling, man. It was through you. It was every bit of your body was, I was just like, and I wasn't doing drugs at the time. Obviously, I was only 13. I was just drinking, but yeah. I was just like, this is insane. I want that. Mm. And that's what I've pined after ever since. And still, when I'm making music now, the, the where I go to in my mind when I'm making the track is that moment. You know, it's that. Well, I think that there that you put so you know, crisply and nicely is like that, that, and I did a podcast recently with Sam Griffiths, Howl and the Hum, and he talked about that kind of fragility of handing over a song when he's finished it, even at this point in his life, mm. you know, like that, that innocent connection to whatever it is that's like, seems to be in our DNA, you know, for those of us who, you know, we all enjoy music. I mean, if you meet somebody who's, ah, I'm not, Nah, music, you know, those people are very, very rare. Music seems to just do something to your cells, yeah. doesn't it? Tribal, man. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So for you, yeah, it's all these years later to be able to, you're, you're at that point, you know, and I think for people who listen to this or watch this who make music, we all go through that point where you're two, three, five hours into your idea and you're thinking, fucking... Like, I, feel, I feel like nowadays I'm a lot more critical more critical than I should be. You should just be a little bit more relaxed and be like, send it out there, you know, mm. send it to your friends, get a bit of criticism, send it around, feel, get a feel for it. Whereas as now nowadays, because you're a little bit more over analytical because you've, you can see all the things that you, you know, that back in the day, you'd never notice it. Be mm. like, that's a beat. That's a bass. That's a snare. Everyone loves it. Boom. Send it out. Yes. Now it's like, is that snare frequency popping at the right yeah. level? Is that, and you just get a bit over the top. And I feel mm. like, um, maybe nowadays I need to step back from that a little bit and just be a little bit more free, you know, just send the music Isn't out. Isn't that ironic as well, though? Because that's essentially you're tuning back into that that fearlessness of being younger, mm. where you're just sort of happy. Yeah. I never forget, I listened to a, a, a John Lennon interview. It was, it was around and about when I first started discovering podcasts. It wasn't podcasts per se, but it was like someone said to me, oh, you can, if you tap in whatever in iTunes, you can listen to interviews and mm. stuff and you you know and it was rolling stone um interviews with, with lennon and he said something that stuck out to me back then with me always being in bands was like he said it doesn't matter if it was on a rickenbacker or a fucking vox amp if it sounds good take it yeah like stand back from like right yeah that was great right let's let you know pull out all the big gear and like let's do it again it's like no 100%. if it sounds good take it and i think that plays with that innocence of like it's the truth in it yeah. That's the thing that people lose. It, it's it's almost like it goes from being a game, which is fun, to being a job, which is tedious. And people need to just get back to it being a game. You know, enjoy the game, get involved in it and just mm. have fun. You know, it's and and that's the thing, is in the game is a lot of truth. A lot of a lot of it is real. You make music which which people can adhere to because they understand it because there's some sort of 
mm. level which people get on on board with. You know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like when it becomes too, um, what's the word? Um, when it comes too stagnated, when it becomes a job which you know where people are like they're hitting targets. And you have to do it. Yeah, I'm doing that because that is the right way. I'm doing that because it, it needs to go away from that. Be a bit more free form and be like a game. This is a fucking early segue. Right, <laughs> because I'm going to fucking knit this together somehow, which is, I genuinely feel like, and I've said this, you know, uh, for, for listeners of, uh, you know, I've read a couple of books this year specifically, and I think me, we were in a group chat the other day, I was talking about it with you and Tom. Sapiens I read earlier this year and Civilized to Death, both of which kind of chronicle our history of man, our evolution, how we have become the kind of civilized creatures that we are but they also sort of point towards previous civilizations and how there's a pattern and how that thing that you're talking about like childlike intrigue and adventure inevitably somewhere down the line turns into some kind of constructed measured output mm. it's kind of like it that's what it is and when i when i finished those couple of books early this year, ruminating, this was before we're in this kind of whole headspace we're in now or we're coming out of now where we've all been sort of tipped upside down to look <laughs> yeah. at our lives like, whoa, you know. I was thinking, it just seems fucking inevitable, that feeling that you've just said beautifully there about being young and it's adventurous and it's pure and it's you're not pu pulling it apart and picking it apart. That seems to be what we do. It seems to be like the, the journey is that. It's like it's novelty i don't want to call it novelty because that doesn't seem like the right word but i haven't got enough to put around pe it pe people attach to the fun side of it mm. you know what i mean so it's like if you want to for me personally i feel like if if you want to be a successful musician and uh, you know not ne not necessarily mainstream you know because that is very sanitized and algorithm that yeah, is absolutely that, what we're talking like, about isn't it you know and you can say that's successful because they make money or whatever but it's like if you want to be a successful musician who's happy in doing what they do and is doing a truthful product the only way people are then going to get on board to that product is if you're having fun doing it and they can latch on to the truth of that mm. if if they feel like you're try hard or you're trying to fit in somewhere or you're trying to make you know get up into that thing because mm. you know you're attaching to something that's popular phony phony people mm. people do notice that I feel it yeah but if you if you're coming out with something that's true and it might not be as well produced or like you were saying earlier well mixed or mm. you know you might let you know just let something out there that's real that might latch on better than your sanitized over the top produced stuff that you're trying too hard with Mm. I feel that's where I'm at at the minute. Me and Tommy are in the studio. We're just like, go with it, man. Let's do it. And and I think sounds weird, but <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I'm with you, and I, I'm, I'm kind of like I say, having read those books and just constantly just being in awe and fascinated by just the madness of this fucking being a human. Yeah, so. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just never ceases to just bend my mind. I'm trying to apply that more and more to my life, and having children as well now, like kind of catching myself in moments where I'm maybe hurrying them up or fucking whatever and then remembering, hang on a minute. Trying to stop them from being kids. Yes. Just to, just because to I need to get this done, done or yeah. get that done or we're going to fucking spill that or that, whatever that shit is. But I've, I want to say I've been certainly recognising those moments and pulling myself back and then putting myself in that headspace. I watched a film with the kids last night. We had a pizza night last night and we watched a film called On Onward. Onward, I think it's called. 
uh, Pixar animation thing. And they're fucking... They're well good, though. Oh, they're getting, like... Even though it's clearly, like, mushroom universe with fucking elf people, but you're looking at it and it's like, that's fucking real. And I mean, amazing. <clears throat> but they, they did a beautiful play on on this, really. Kind of the lineage. So the set up, without spoiling the film too much, the setup is, is like they're in their own little mushroom world and it's a planet like Earth, but it's mushrooms and it's mushroom houses and it's kind of the Smurfs, kind of GTI Smurfs. But like, they, if it was on mushrooms, it's what the world would be like. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they're, they're being civilised like we are, but they take you back through the history. And once upon a time, it used to be magic and we used to sort of respect things and we had meaning to things and purpose, but then it got easier and we made everything easy with magic and now we've got electric and now we've got hot tubs and now we've got phones and, and it kind of shows you that lineage. But like, I watched it with the kids and even watching that last night, I was... I was I was in fucking tears at the end of it. Did it get you? Because I'm sat with my kids and I'm kind of coming back to what we're saying now, kind of trying to be aware of like getting so caught up in the speed of life and like the magic gets lost. That, that's why a lot of the a lot of these convenient things, i.e. phones and tablets and, you know, all this sort of stuff that detaches you from reality is aimed at kids. You know, because it, it take you know, if they get if they get it early, get into them early. And they're a lot more easily sort of mm. persuaded That's into scary, that thing, yeah. And it takes away their ch that childlike nature, you know. That's that's the thing that we all should be clinging mm. on to is that because yeah. it's honest. That yeah. The truth is being a child, you know. There's nothing fake Play. about it. Exploration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you hit a poignant mark there because I guess around the houses is what I'm saying. I always come back to that. One of the most, you know, not having enough language to be able to explain it what i do get the fear like one of the things in my life now that i really get the fear from is when i do see you know sort of fuck i mean i've seen kids in buggies you know i've seen a lady and you know this is not a judgment this is just i'm a human observing mm. my environment and kind of trying to make my decisions based on you know am i going to get eaten or am i going to yeah fight or flight. yeah yeah and uh yeah, this this baby may maybe I don't know nine ten months or something. <clears throat> it's a bit of a showery day under un, in the buggy under the kind of the wet cover. About to cross the road and I was at a distance. I couldn't really see what was going on, but I see the lady sort of got her phone out and put whatever on the phone and sort of leant in and tucked in under the the plastic sheeting of the buggy and gave the the the, the little the kid the phone. Mm. And I can just remember thinking, because I was just out, outside a shop or something. I can remember thinking to myself like ruminate on these thoughts because of my own kids all the time and having read a couple of bits bet, yeah. and just thinking i, I, I kind of did like a like a zoom in like almost like a fucking quantum leap on this kid's <laughs> life Do you became know I mean? the kid yeah in a weird way and i, I I'm, I'm in i'm under the rain cover and I'm, I'm thinking i'm i'm nine months old and you're a kid and you're meant to be like downloading the the landscape aren't you you're meant yeah. to be downloading people around you and smells and noises and and like the colors green blue you know gray car moving motion and then all of a sudden all i could see was like this white glow and just like a little pure blank canvas that, of that, a kid just like consciousness just yeah. getting into it like a, vacuum. a whole kind of like learning motherboard just getting zoop, zoop, just you know and like maybe from A to B, they've gone from wherever that happened to home. And like that kid didn't, subconsciously... Didn't cry, though. Didn't cry, though. Or bother her, did, prob did it? Probably not, yeah. And and and, and listen, I, the, the lady, this is what I'm saying. This is what I battle with all the time. It's like society's moving so fast. It's like I'm not 
in any way judging a parent or whatever. It's because th this is what people. This is the wave. This is the wave of what we're doing. But, yeah, but I look when, at it when and these, I go, when these things are being crazy. marketed and. and you know when you when you see adverts of them and it's families playing together and it's seen as like a really you know this is you know take new ipad and you can all play games and you can all interact and connect and mm. it's it's you know people are getting duped you know they you can't mm. look at a person who passes a phone to a kid and think anything untoward to them because they're just doing they probably think that's a normal thing to do there's no malice in it you know it's just they're giving the phone to the kid to keep the kid entertained totally. while they that, go that, on a walk that's, that's what i'm trapped with it's like you can't that that action that notion that whole if you don't know any better it's just whatever the latest thing is it's an action man what it's, it's to a, say it's, what it's the same as is giving your kid a sweet or a lollipop and not realizing how unhealthy sugar is yeah. and how addictive it is mm. and it's the same thing how unhealthy and how addictive a phone is but then cranked the up to fucking cranked up, yeah. yeah it's I mean, cranked up to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is it that thing that does frighten me because there's there's many times and like I say with my kids and I've again I've, we've got a Mega Drive, little Mega Drive, old school Mega Drive that we've got and we I kind of have a bad thing said about a Mega Drive. Yeah, so fucking on this podcast. Like yeah. Well, we you, you was in the kitchen earlier, weren't you? And I you heard the ding ding ding. Get on it. Hell, it was the sound of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, yeah. In between backhanders <laughs> off my brothers for being on the decks. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that is something that I really battle with. My my wife and I, we often sort of try and measure it because at the same time, you can't build them some crazy utopia where they're... Well, they, exactly, know. because there will come a point when you haven't got the opportunity to stop them from doing anything, mm. but it'll become... The peers will become the parents at some point. Yeah. So you just got to hope that the kids go out there with enough knowledge to mm. be able to, you know, if there's anything... In well, here are then. So even just that, what I was saying there with the little kid in the, in the buggy, even just the bits prior to being five and six you know i think it's pretty solid i think the line in the sand is pretty solid across science and psychology about seven years old is about that's about the age when the the, the motherboard is wired that's about when the the foundations of you know subconscious personality are kind of in the ground so even without so what's that what that's when you're becoming the person you will inevitably be again i can't do it any justice and I don't want to fucking butcher anything, but the various things I've read and I'm interested in this and I've read it many times and I do often read some things and think, I need to fucking make a good job of remembering this yeah. because I always talk about this. <laughs> but, it, you know, even from, you know, religious writings, you know, Mormons and right back to across all sorts of different religions, they used to say, you know, you hand me the baby and at seven years old, I'll return you the man. Yeah. And you look at like peer-reviewed science of even today, you know, it looks like around about that age, the wiring, that hard wiring of their their consciousness is kind of, you know, in place. The footing blocks of mm. them building upwards are, are kind of there. So if you, even getting up to sort of five and six, if they have been just looking at stuff, smelling stuff, scratching stuff, breaking stuff, as much as possible, which sounds fucking crazy, That mm. that's kind of, that is that happening. If they're there, you know, and even if, you oh yeah but he's doing a maths game or he's doing a cognitive function thing that's great but really what's happening at that point is it's just immersive motion it's hypnotic mm. it's like it's addictive fucking crazy i mean we've got my oldest because we have brought in the mega drive as a kind of a bridging so the oldest is going into year two you know the next one will be going into year one and little ones 
not What's quite. that, six then? Yeah, six, six and five and three, more well, nearly three, mine are. And, I mean, some of six-year-olds, his mates got phones. It's a couple of them got yeah, phones. No, and it's like, crazy, man. and I'm like, it's a really tricky so, sort of social dilemma these days yeah. because I ain't judging anybody. How would you, how would so you have got on at, at school? If we was at school and we all had the ability to film everything we were doing, how would you have got on? I mean, come on, man, that had been insane. Well, we'll it? come to this in a segment later, I'm sure, because I've had lads, come, young lads come and work for me higher up. The, the food chain, seventeen, eighteen, yep. showing me their weekend oh, man. on Snapchat that, that's fucking been sent. So that's stored on a server somewhere. Yeah, like some com, <sighs> some corporations got that video just locked. Like, and I even say to my wife what? sometimes when we're in the park and we're like, and this is, I mean, again, I am not outwardly judging it. I'm monitoring myself. So we'll do stuff where the kids are fucking in the park. We'll film them as you do because you fucking got. You've got a crazy black mirror of madness in your pocket that can do fucking anything. And we'll film the kids, but then the kids might run over and go, can I have a look at that photo? And I, I often would look at them and think, he's two or three or four or five, or whatever they've been. And they want to have a look at themselves in that funny video we just took when he jumped off the swing. Well, the thing is, like nowadays, the like teenagers and kids or even just anybody, there's more photos taken of you within a week yeah, than, like the whole than they would have been in century, the whole of yeah, like yeah. you growing up. Yeah. Like you could like rip, you know, get the old album out, dust mm. that off with like twenty photos in it from your whole childhood. Mm. Whereas now it's like there's thirty photos just from that's my day. what goes through my head. All that's what goes through my head. We're, we're, there'll be moments we're obsessed where obsessed with ourselves. Yes. Oh, uh, we were literally whatever's just funny things happen. We're sat on the bench. They're all playing around in the park, and then something happens. It might be something cute. It might be Sonny's you know, number one's noticed that the little girl's needs an hand on the swing or whatever it is. And we'll be like, oh, look, he's, you know, and you whip it out. Yeah. And then he spots she's whipped it out and he's like, can I see? <laughs> and then you, and then I sometimes think, well, you know, he's fives. All these random little times that we're consciously doing this, like trying to keep it, you know, not on making the, on, a scene about On the flip about of that, exactly like you said as well, you can't just create a utopia where it doesn't no, exist. No, no, it's, no. It's there, but it's just it? something I ruminate on and I think, it, how mad is it, as you just said, that these kids have seen themselves? Like, if your granddad did have a camcorder out when you were fucking six, right? You yeah. saw it when you were 26, and you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? You didn't see it then, and then go back into your little six-year-old mind and kind of realise, oh, next time mummy's got the black thing out, it's I kind of subconsciously know what that means. Yeah, yeah. And then that's happening, I don't know, we're all doing it all. It's fucking very strange. Yeah, it's like... um. When we were kids growing up, you was able to get away with so you was able to make a mistake, mm. and it'd be forgotten within two days. Like you could do something that was ground shattering at school. I don't know what you know something that everyone would be like, "Oh, you did, you did that, or whatever." Mm. Within a week, it was gone. Now it's on the internet and it's there forever. You know what I mean? So that kid can, can never imagine? get over that mistake. Like we should be able to make mistakes as a human. You should be able to. Get through life. You're gonna make shit tons of mistakes. You're gonna you're gonna look an idiot in places, but you should be able to, you know, mm. that should be able to go into the ether and never be seen again. Mm. Whereas now, a lot of the time, all these kids are filming all these things that should be sacred, you know, left. That that, that takes me even into the point where, like, my little philosophy for a while was like, this is weird because we're seeing each other as like the versions of our, of themselves that they're projecting. So I might see whoever it is in their Instagram profile or their Facebook or whatever the fuck. And you, you, I used to think I'm getting caught in the trap of thinking that the real person that I know is not, is becoming this person. But now I think it's going as far as the people, 
really sort of trapped in that world are starting to believe that the version of themselves that they're projecting out in the Instagram or whatever is actually them. Yeah. Well, what a lot with all the, um, you know, like with filters and, <sighs> you know, like you, you're masking who you really are. Yeah. You're trying to project an image that you hope everyone will like. But if they saw you in the street, are you, do you not think they'll that, like you well, anyway? That, that's like, why I say it, because I've seen a couple are. of a couple of people, and I might have even been guilty of this myself. I don't know. It's that much of a fucking strange, fast time. But I've, there's a couple of people I've seen that I'm kind of like, wow, fucking hell, you've really changed, and you're fucking awesome, and, like, applaud it. Mm. But then I might see them in Asda's fucking car park, and they're like... <laughs> You know, like, fucking on the run. Like, I think they've been shoplifting or something. Like, what the fuck have you been doing? You know, because, like, I was reading your shit a minute ago, and you were, you know, and it, and, and, mm. and then I'm thinking, God, is it, am I reading it? Am I reading into it? Am I? Mm. And then you start questioning yourself. I'm, yeah, I've, yeah, I've took a big back step as much as I, as much as I, I can at the moment, you know. I mean, I've got the old adage of saying, oh, I've got me fucking thing to promote, and, that, and I'm, I'm in that boat. Yeah, I'm minute. in that boat. That's where you I know. am. I'm, I'm very much on the, when the contract runs out on this phone, it's going in the bin. I'm getting an offline MP3 player so that I can continue listening to Chew the Chat. Yes. And I'm going to get like a, like a Nokia basher phone that's just, yeah. you know, if I need people to get hold of me, they can. I've got my computer at home yeah. and it needs to be my workstation. So if I ever need to go on Instagram, I can use my computer at home yeah, and, 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 check and, and treat it like a job, you know. Yes. And that's what it needs to be. It doesn't need to be a life. Isn't that interesting? We've we've just gone round from play getting turned into work, and kind of yeah. But this isn't play. It's no, this isn't no. But it it isn't. But it is as well, isn't it? Because I think a lot of us who aren't necessarily trying to do some critical thinking. I'm not saying that anybody's in any way further on than anybody else. But if you apply critical thinking and actually stop and think about it, I mean, there's lots of us who know when we're scrolling. At a it's certain like, I point, suppose it's like Lucy. She's like, been off it for fuck. she's been off it for ages. She's oh, during the lockdown last week or so. She's come back onto it. Mm-hmm. She's obviously come back onto it for an, an entertainment value, like an interaction, something, is something a bit of fun to, get at, to pass yeah. the time. So I suppose in that sense, it is like a, the game factor. It is fun. It's, um, it's, but but I, it doesn't, like what it you're doesn't take long to consume. Though. That's I like what you're saying though about putting it back in the kind of environment that, that's, that, that's for me personally order. it needs to be in a job environment and all of the, everything it's not just instagram it's it's everything it's mm. looking at sky sports news it's looking mm. on you know looking at anything the it's, ticker going along the bottom that yeah. fucking ticker when you yeah. <laughs> fucking hell you're reading that shit again exactly. someone's been signed for yeovil <laughs> but that's it it needs to i it, it like sky sports news needs to be on the telly instagram needs to be on my computer upstairs mm. you know my life when i'm sat there Needs to just be my life. I like this, Ollie. I being, like this. being with my wife, yes. chilling, looking at the world, and just you know, being in this human meat body. Yeah, trying to, I'm always trying to escape it, mm. um, and I don't know why. Because what's in there isn't is a million times worse than what's here. Well, me, is amazing. Me and my wife might be watching a, a movie, right? And if like you hear the baby, my baby might cry because she's not long been in bed or, or whatever it is, a dog. Like as soon as you've got to pause the movie and maybe she's got to shoot off or maybe I do or whatever, like the first thing the other one does on the sofa is boom. Yeah, straight away. Fucking hell. And I'm looking at the same shit I looked at five minutes ago and I'm it's like... It's funny because Lucy pulled me up on that last night. We was watching a programme um, on Netflix. I can't remember what it was, but we was watching like a comedy and I was literally looking at my phone and I was laughing out. Like, like, like a, I'm still here, babe. Don't worry, I'm like, I'm watching. And she just went, "What are you doing? Like, you're not even you, you Powerful pretending. Lucy giving you the she pull. Just, yeah, and, and honestly, that's another thing. I was like, 
you fucking and I chucked it down and we watched it and had a laugh and it was just like mm. what am I doing mm. I did in, internally have that question what am I doing why am I just so instantly going so on is, to that is bullshit it, are we inevitably on some path yeah to just fucking as much as we are trying to keep the fire alive from the cave you know we're trying to keep the are we inevitably on a path where we're just getting sucked into being fucking code are automatons we, we're like we're, we're giving away what it means to be human mm. at the minute that's what i think i feel like you know all of the everything nowadays is designed to take away your natural instinct to be a human being and okay so let's pause there why are we doing that is that big companies doing it because it's money or is it just is it is it the rhythm that we just follow is it what we're doing as a as a natural progression is it what we're intrigued by Ooh, what next what can we do now what can I we think, do i now? think like the easy answer is money isn't it always i feel like you know target ads you know everything is to like get your time so that they can target ads mm. and they can sell you stuff and then you can go from that app to that app to yeah, anybody buy watching what you just saw. Yeah, anybody <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that is what it is i think it's money i think yeah but then there might be some more be, nefarious you know you never know there could be some deeper like power thing that's going mm. on but uh, you know it's all speculation but i feel like it's money i feel like we're our, our time is is expensive to people they want it because they can sell it and now that time has been fucking divvied down into macro yeah micro fucking click. data meta do you know what I mean? Like yeah. literally, what are you going to think next? Ah, I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, and not only will I tell you, we'll we'll sell you. Well, it's like that thing when you know we could be talking about headphones, and then all of a sudden you look on our, on yeah. Instagram, and, and all, there's an yeah. advert for headphones. You know mm. what I mean? It's like it's that's what they want. They want to be able to in the moment of your conversation that should be sacred in your own house between whoever you're talking to becomes a marketing opportunity for a company to hit you <laughs> two seconds later to get that thing out of you. Do, That's what it is. do we get to a point as a human collective, as a, as a civilized? That's fucking crazy. That stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, where we realise that, where we realise we've sanitised and sterilised everything down into an algorithmic fucking just grab, smash and grab. I mean, we're feeling it now. I mean, civvies like us are sat here just talking fucking shooting shit. And we can I was going to say, like the whole, the whole music part of this podcast, that died pretty quick. We'll get it? back to that fucker, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> we'll get back to that. Got to make some money first. <laughs> we'll just make sure that's on show. Yeah, so yeah. We can target ad the... Yeah. Get fucking Jack, Jackie D on there with the fucking Tennessee honey. This is dangerous, man. You drink this far too quickly. Mm. The alco pop of the spirit world. Yeah, I think we're going to polish that. We'll end up in the spirit world. Yeah, but ironically, we've come, we've ended up on this because I think, I think the temperature, the the, the climate right now, obviously we're in the back end. We're sort of coming out of a pretty fucking mad precedent mm. of a time that is going to, we're going to look back on and go fucking hell, that was weird as fuck. On and I hope we do. I hope we're not dipping in and out, which is mm. something that's. What do you mean dipping in and out with the with the virus? Like, fucking yeah. I mean, so what when when they when they need to reset, they'll just go. Oh god, there's been another spike. I got that's right. That there's, off. A, there's a part of me that like I can't, there's a critical part of me that always. You mentioned it with money. You said money's you know always follow the money, and that's bang right. And without banging on, I keep coming back to certain books I've been reading. I mean, having read 
Sapiens and then um, straight after the after that, I read Civilized to Death, Chris, Chris Ryan. I started, this is going to sound fucking really, um, I started Memories, Dreams and Reflections, Carl Jung. Yeah? All right. To try and get back to, like, I know, I know little bits of Jung. I know, I know that he was, you know, kind of a very well established and rounded philosopher of kind of the human condition. And I've, I started that to try and get back to something that was like, I don't know, to give me a balance. It felt like there's a very, although those uh, sapiens and, and um, civilized to death kind of take you through the lineage, it just felt like it was projecting us into like, this thing is just pretty much doomed basically like it's inevitable what, yeah it's what we do whereas i think i feel like when, what i've heard people talk about and bits that I've, i do know of memories dreams and reflections is kind of it, memories dreams and reflections kind of the human side of it and this experience nevertheless whether we end up here or there like this is fucking phenomenal i used strange. to i used to have like the um the thought of like the same i heard a thing years ago from joe rogan when he was talking about us being a virus he was talking oh, right. about he, you know, we're a virus. If you, you know, oh, one of his playing. bits, like on, oh, yeah. from, this is from like years. City. This is from years yes. ago. This is from like the mid two thousands. And he's like, you know, you fly over LA and you can see that we're just infecting everything, and we're, you know, and and, and on that sort of, you would think that, you know, you could sort of say, you know, we're just here to consume and and, and devour everything as a virus would and, and take over. Well, I was going to say, you know, bringing it back to music. And the childlike play. And cheers once more. Yes, mate. There we go. That sounded great, that did. The sound design, that was. You've had that fucking... use that as a kick from Had that collection, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little outro. Now, making music, how have you have you been doing that in this lockdown? Have you been... Have you found yourself like, right? Or have you, are you kind of still in the same old groove that you... thing was, is ju just before the lockdown started, I started doing this thing called... Uh, hard 75 fucking hell do you want to see do you want to share that now have you, have you not <laughs> do you, do you, have you heard about it no because i heard no. i heard about it i joke that it might be like a nefarious just website stay hard for 75 hard, hard 75 <laughs> no, i'm I, nearly I, 40 and i can do it <laughs> 75 minutes is a fucking risk no i uh i was watching joe rogan right. and, and like an advert it was an advert with him talking to someone else anyway and he it was a guy talking about this hard 75 and it's basically 75 days with with a with a remit of a certain protocol that you've got to stick to so you've got to do uh, exercise twice a day for 45 minutes uh you've got a, one one of them exercises needs to be outdoors um and the other one obviously you can do indoors or outdoors um, stick to an, a diet, but it doesn't have to be like a stringent. It just needs to be like a healthy diet. It doesn't have to be any particular diet, but Mindful. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, progress photos. Read ten pages of a of a self betterment book. So anything you know, sort of that's designed for self betterment. You know, ten pages. Has Memories, to be. dreams, reflections will slot in there. <laughs> yeah. So every, <laughs> every every night, you know, you, or whenever you fit that into your thing. Um, I, I I added a little bit of meditation into my one as well, and I managed it. I did the 70, 75 days yeah, straight. Yeah, what did, proper full discipline? Yeah, fucking yeah. no cheeky sneaky. No cheeky sneaky. Did oh, the seventy five days. Fair place, yeah. And um, the the week at the end of it, me and Lucy had a we had a, a, a weekend in Wales booked at a cottage, 
So I thought he was going to say he had another hard 75. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had, a, we had a, a weekend in Wales booked at this cottage. was going to go with the dog. Bit of wild camping, bit of, you know, get nice. back in nature, get pissed because we've not drank for 75 days. She she jumped on board. She did it as well. Oh, fair that weekend was the weekend that lockdown started. Oh. Holiday cancelled. Can't go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> it literally went from... That, uh, I'm just going to get pissed every day, mate. Right, <laughs> That's yeah, just like... Yeah. And what have you been eating like? Have you like... Because I find that when you do have the discipline to kind of break the... When you break your general pattern and you get past that... For me, often it's maybe seven, eight, nine, ten days. When you, Once you break that, maybe I don't pick the chocolate up or I don't have the pizza or whatever the fucking... No, mate, I just making. went... I went full ball, takeaways, chippies, So you, you didn't have that kind of, like, coming off the back of it where you no. felt like... No, well, built, I thought the world was like, going to end. I was in, like, that mind state of, yeah. oh, fuck this. This is the Illuminati taking over. We're <laughs> fucked. Like, fucking everything. Okay. Yeah. Get that, you sent down here, bro. right all along. <laughs> like, this is... That was it. Like, I was just like, fuck this. I'm just going to play video games yeah. get pissed and forget about the forget about my life mm. but then after a few days you start to realize hold on a minute and i'll tell you what it was mate i took the dog for a walk and i noticed the community a bit mm. and i was like yeah, the people are good man there's loads of good like people mm. with uh, looking out for each other and you know like my missus she she volunteered to like um uh, we got like a, a letter through the door saying Anybody willing to volunteer getting shopping for elderly people in the village? And my missus, like, she volunteered straight away and was, like, taking shopping. And you live in a lovely neighbors. little village on the outskirts of town as well. Yeah. It's a nice little spot, and a historical little spot as well. It is beautiful. Um, mm. But I didn't know anybody on my street apart from my literally next door, right and left. Mm. All of a sudden, like, you're starting to know people a bit further down. Yeah. And there was a little bit more community, and I, and I feel like that was... Uh, one thing where I was like, maybe it ain't going to end because we'll all look out for each other. Do you feel that? Do you feel I, I, like there was like listen, a community thing? I feel, I feel hundred percent like, and this kind of, you know, I'm always trying to tie shit together, but it does. It ties into what we've what, what we've said about you know losing the fearlessness and the imagination of childhood and getting into the grind and the work of life and sapiens and the whole civilized to death movement of like we just become rationalized and economized and fucking legitimized and fucking you know like everything just there's no time for anything. yes <laughs> no there's no time for anything and I, and I definitely feel like and i mean and a big part of chris ryan who wrote civilized to death his first book was sex at dawn a big part of his whole gig is is hunter-gatherer societies and tribal societies and Dunbar's number, Robert Dunbar, mm. which was the number that, you know, seems to be the scientific line in the sand of 100 to 150 people is what you can, you can yeah. keep on your hard drive in your brain. That is like a, a realistic beyond, beyond number. That, beyond that, you know, that, yeah. that you can keep a profile of faces, names, people, connections that are kind of mm. holistic and real to you. After that, what you see anthrop anthropologically. Yeah. <laughs> is um is you see you see tribes and hunter gatherer tribes breaking off that you know that that number it just seems to be that number and coming back to what you're saying about now and i think people are feeling this in their streets the ve celebrations that happened recently you know 
community because we've got time. I don't think it's because we've become oh scared about it, it was going to end. I think because we've just we've got fucking time. Mm. People aren't just fucking well, we grinding time, to pay in the fucking electric bill and the council tax and the Do sky you think bill. That's one of the awakenings people are going to get. They're like, hold on a minute, why the fuck am I doing five I really, days a week for really hours, eight so. hours a week? Yeah, I breaking hope, my back. Ollie, when, I hope so. I mean, Michael was on here. Our friend Michael, powerful Michael McKinnon. Oh yeah, what a um, yeah. We talked about it, and he made a, a really good point as well. You know, because he's somebody <clears throat> by his own admission who was just trying to Work grind, Raleigh. just grinding to get the thing to have the fucking whatever it is, two weeks in the fucking hotel in wherever, and and he has had that kind of epiphany of like, whoa, hang on a minute. Let's look at this direct debit bill. Let's mm. get that scratched off. That scratched off. Let's fucking get that down from fifteen to nine. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not working fucking Fridays anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't need to pay 160 quid to fucking Rupert Murdoch to watch fucking adverts mm. every month. But without the time to actually be able to, and it isn't to all of a sudden put your critical thinking hat on yeah. and start going right. I'm gonna fucking. It's just as time settles in on you and you haven't got to be at A, B or C or do fucking X, Y and Z. Like if you've got kids and stuff. You can just Like having that time to like do a bit of bonding, do a bit of well, here's one for you. things that you wouldn't do. I said on a podcast, I think with my brothers, my been a four brothers podcast and it feels like fucking ages ago and I'm only new at this shit and it's all kind of learning on the job. But I did say anecdotally, like in this kind of a conversation, I, I hope, because I feel like I'm pretty bonded with my kids. I, I have mindfully, before any kind of lockdown or whatever, mindfully kind of designed my life. Like you and Alex are very engaged. Like Yeah, we try, we've, we've mindfully good. tried to fucking, and I thank you and your brother for this, Tommy, because you guys put me on my path. You guys made me start thinking about other things outside of the framework of what I mentioned earlier, where we're all kind of just like, well, paper and the news and the fucking well Dermot O'Leary said it was like you know yeah, Dermot O'Leary you know I mean? where did that come from yeah <laughs> fuck no you know Dermot O'Leary you know but you know you listen to Shout radio to the, ra the, 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 the radio reiterates what the paper said the paper reiterates what the news says the yeah. news just fucking bombards you day over day over day and then paradigm I, is I think created. I think it was probably yeah it was you boys you said to me I was asking questions and you said, oh, check this out, check that. I mean, you sent me, you particularly, Tommy sent me more down the... Mate, I can remember when we was working away that time and we was in that, what was it? It was like a, it was like a pub, but we had the hall. Remember oh, when we had them two beds? Yeah. And I got Zeke guy stuff in the hall and yes, we watched it. Yes, That was the first time I can remember playing you it. I fucking mentioned, did you listen to Hardcore Listing? I went on Hardcore Listing recently. Big shout out to Hardcore Listing podcast with Chris and Stu on the Destruction Pieces Network with Scroobius Pip. I went on their podcast. Them guys run Pod Bible as well and Pod Bible Mag. Check that out if you're Fine. looking for podcasts. Fucking, yeah, they're, they're great crew. Lovely lads. London, Essex boys. And they're really doing a, a really great job of putting UK podcasting on the map. I went on their podcast, um, Hardcore Listing, which is top fives. And you can pick anything. It could be stupid. I mean, there's been lads, actors from like, this is England doing top five shit dinners when he was a kid. <laughs> you know, like fucking chicken nuggets and cheesy beans and shit. What are you on about? Great dinners? Yeah. Well, I went on there all <laughs> philosophical, like producer Aiden, who I'm going to introduce shortly, powerful producer Aiden, just had a, had a nice chuckle and knowing nod when we mentioned <laughs> Carl Jung. Yeah. He's, he's a, are you 20 yet, Aiden? I am. You're 20, yeah. He's, he's, well done. yeah, he's absolutely, you know, on some other level of physics and yeah, it's amazing. But I, I, I did a, a documentary 
I did my f- top five human defining documentaries on their podcast because I was trying to link it back to what I'm doing here, which yeah, is yeah. kind of the human fucking what we what are we? Yeah. But I uh, I did the top five human defining documentaries on there, and Zeitgeist was one that I pulled up, and I watched it again in preparation for doing their podcast, right? And isn't it funny, because that was 2007, you would have put me onto it, we were working... God, 20, it, 28, 20, no, it was maybe 2010. 2010, yeah. So I watched it with you then, 2010, and it's fucking, we were in a sports hall, because we used can to I take... Can I go a, for a piss? Of course you can, Sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We'll just have to... Producer Aiden, I'm going to introduce you at this point. Okay. He's carrying it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to introduce you, because... As listeners to this podcast who are listening to the audio will already know, we've been doing this for a little while since January and we've done, I think we did like 10 episodes that were just audio and then I flirted with the idea of doing video and to do video and to do it, try and do it justice, to try and do it properly would mean not not having me sat here trying to switch cameras or at least even worse than that, not trying to edit together kind of three lots of cameras and audio for like a day and a half after the fact, as we well know by now, I've got kids and shit to do, yeah. editing and, yeah, it's crazy, you know that. So when when I um, invited you to possibly fill that gap for me with, with your uh, skill set and knowledge, that was a wonderful thing which enabled me to think about doing this in this way. You know, so we're only, I think this is maybe the third or fourth full episode. I did a Four Brothers that we did that I edited together after the fact, which took me fucking ages. And I despised doing it. And then I did one recently with Sam Griffiths from Howlin' the Home, which a friend of mine was a neighbour who actually did the editing for me. Yeah, I watched that one. You enjoy that? I only got in like 20 minutes in. Yeah. It got me uh, wanting to play guitar, so I want to play guitar. Oh, yeah, well, you're a guitarist and you should play the guitar. Your brain's <laughs> too big to not let it release. Like Ollie was saying, you've got to do that childlike, creative yeah, no, that, yeah. wonder, yeah. But now, you giving me the nod to come and help me on this, uh, and I will give a bit of background to you now. So, young Aiden, producer Aiden, is um, kind of like like a, like a son figure to me, Aiden. Let truth be told, you're my stepdaughter's boyfriend, on off young love, trying to do degrees, trying to move across the country from one another, trying to get through your lives, aren't you? And you're you're involved in our life now, and you're. I think, as I mentioned to Ollie earlier, the first time I chatted to you, you you knew who Nick Nick Drake was, and you knew who Carl Sagan was, and you were like seventeen then, I think, or eighteen maybe. Yeah. 17 17 yeah and i was like wow this kid knows his fucking stuff so yeah when you came in to say yes to doing this it was a massive impact for me to be able to try and put a production value on it where you know having a producer do the episodes is enormous so for listeners um we're doing videos all the time get over to youtube youtube to the chat um the production level, we're trying to do our best with it. I'm really pleased with it. I'm proud of it. This is the first episode that Aiden's actually doing. Aiden is the in-house producer of Tune the Chat podcast. I've had a neighbour do one. I've had a mate do one. I've convinced people to do a couple, which I've had to do a bit of editing after the fact. But young Aiden, producer Aiden, is now part of the team. So um, we'll link him in and you'll be able to find him. And he's he's a web developer. He's got a little bit. What's your business called, Aiden? 
in, in series in series yeah so we can find you need web stuff you need websites he's he is a whiz at all that so welcome to aiden Thank you. You're back, Ollie. Yeah, mate. Sorry about we that. We were going deep. Where were we going? I was just going to say, though, you know when it's weird like you take the headphones off, it's even weirder when you walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's well, for listeners, obviously, this is uh, this is known as Studio 52, right? Area 51. <laughs> in, the, in the deep, dark depths of the Shire. So when you walk out of there, a bit like the film I watched last night, Go, go um, Onward, you, you literally you get, what, two foot from that door and you're on a cliff edge, aren't you? And you, you, there's literally like a 300 foot drop, and you've got to be very, very tasty how you get where you want to go from out there. So it's, it is a strange place. You've got to be wits about it. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. You've got to be wits about it. One thing though, walk, walking into a beautiful house, it was ace hearing all your kids laughing and everybody watching telly. It was lovely. Mm. Nice. Yeah, well, we're trying. Uh, you know, when we were talking earlier about the phone and the environment and the downloading on the on the motherboard. Mm. Something that kicked in for me, because we moved across to, to Thailand when my little, my oldest boy was only eight months old and my second lad was born there. Mm. So, for whatever reason, cursed or blessed with a fucking wondrous mind, I can remember being in Thailand looking around and, you know, you're looking at simple things, structures, foundations, people's houses and like how people live. Why are they always outside? Well, obviously, because it's decent weather but then what does that mean like we're eating outside we're swimming outside we're sat at the beach we're uh, weird but people's houses were kind of very different from our back then i was i was still on facebook and i can remember we'd gone like in the september time and at christmas time quite a poignant time and we'd moved like literally sold everything as you know and moved and i can remember looking back at the uk through facebook and like having this weird feeling of like, I've sold everything. I kept my guitar and my fucking studio set up and I've moved to Asia and I've got a baby and I've got another one coming. And like looking back at England with that, in the same way I said about the filter of looking out the car when I did actually come back and like, fucking hell, this is beautiful and green. I can remember looking back through the Facebook and looking at various people's profiles as you flick through your feed and it's Christmas and everyone's doing the tree picture with the presents and the whatever. And I remember thinking... God, everybody's front room is exactly the same. <laughs> uh, it's that is true, though. but not in a you know not in a in any kind of spiky yeah. way because I'm in this place where you might be in a shack one minute with a bit of corrugated iron lent up a fucking post yeah. with a twenty fucking eight inch flat screen in it and a kid in a Man United shirt <laughs> with a fucking pair of flip flops made out of like you know vines, <laughs> or you could be in a you know you know you name it like some kind of mud crazy penthouse but i remember looking back and you know broadly speaking you know you've got like the nice flat screen in that corner with the you know the beige wall and the brown wall and the brown sofa and the the three flowers split on a print across conformity well i don't even know if it's that this is where i started going quite deep (laughs) i don't even think it's conformity i think i just think it's safe yeah and it's so well, organised. It's, it's provided, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's provided. Is Prescribed. A yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, you know, when you look around in Thailand, you look and people are picking shit up from markets and kind of, you know, we're just making, they're just whatever they can get and kind of it is what it is. Whereas here we've got this really well-organised conveyor belt of like credit and store cards and magazines and front covers and this month's fucking whatever style it is that we're, you know, and like we all kind of 
have got the financial clout and ability, whether it via credit or whatever, to be able to do it. And I can remember looking back and just thinking, credit. What does that mean to like how you develop your ability to think when you if I you don't if you don't think about having your front room how maybe you might really want it like you might really want it say i'd love to have that back wall mirror just that fucking like totally unconventional yeah, yeah. to what is normal around you but something stops you from doing that because you're going to be a bit freaky and people you know so you kind of just go well we'll have it purple plum we'll go yeah. plum and it felt like that looking back Whereas, man likes plum, so yeah. we'll have it plum. Yeah. Well, in my house, well, I just said to Alex, I said to my, my wife Alex, I said, "Fucking, let's just what What do you want to do? Let's just do that, whatever." And we ended up just fucking. I like it. It's very literally pollocking paint and stuff. I think a lot of it on that point, Sam. For me, with this whole lockdown thing, starting to notice that a lot, like how prescribed everything is, and you realise that when your whole reality can be flipped upside down on the flip of a dime. Because your Amazon parcel isn't here. Well, no, by the by the powers that be, they can just go, well, one minute you go into work, now you're not allowed. Mm. So who's in control of their own reality here? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's like, for, for me, I've been thinking a lot about, <laughs> a lot about survival. And I've been researching a lot of survival stuff. So it's like, if it came to it, I want to go into the woods. I want to be able to hunt my own food i want to be able to start a fire make a shelter i want to be able to survive in the cold and these are the things in me that are saying this is what you need to know mate. you're getting me vaping up now <laughs> but this is what i'm this is how i'm feeling i'm thinking nature is the answer like you need to be able to uh, get in tune with that because this reality that's prescribed can be turned off at the flick of a dime i think you're nailing it though that's Ollie. There, isn't it? you're nailing it on the absolute and I say this fucking word, and Michael, who was just on the episode 13, fucking hammers me for this all the time. Because my word just seems to be dichotomy, right? <laughs> the fucking dichotomy of it. Is exactly that, because I feel like, whether it's consciously, collectively, subconsciously, or what, that is the precipice we're on. Is like, we are. I think we are aware, although we're not squarely sure of it, is that we are moving beyond this the thing the thing is is we're, we're governed by fear the whole everything on so many different levels is prescribed to us through fear so you know you're scared of losing your house you're scared of losing your job you're scared of dying you're scared of this you're scared of that if you get back in touch with nature and you knew that you could provide for yourself you knew that you could build a shelter you knew that you could live comfortably and be happy in that environment which is where you need to get to. If they turned all that off, I could go, well, fuck you then, I'm off. I can go do this myself. I don't need you. This is all the fucking... Isn't that weird though? So come back to the kid in the buggy with the fucking phone at nine months old. That kid hasn't... But got... that's what that's designed for. Yes, yeah, because that, 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 natu that natural programming isn't going to be there, is it? Yeah. It's not there because... You haven't done Unless that. Unless he accidentally flicks. We said like pre-podcast. Like we were talking about wild camping, weren't we? Yeah, before the podcast. And I went recently, and there'll be, an, they'll probably, I probably will put it out as an episode because I think the audio's 
it's definitely interesting. It's ambient, whether or not, you know, the actual vocal stuff's great, but it's, I, I really enjoyed sort of clipping it together and I thought, yeah, this is interesting. And I'm definitely I, up for doing one of them. Yeah, the well, we will. Interested. Yeah, 100% and we'll do that. But I loved it and I felt fucking amazing and there's something intrinsic, I hope it's intrinsic, that... You know when you Seems said you know when you it. said you, you woke up in the morning feeling the best you've ever felt. Yeah, that's what it is, man. You got back in tune. You got back in line. It's like at the minute we're so detached from what we really should be. The humanity of being human is just disappearing at an exponential rate, like it's going. And the only way that you'll find it again, really, for me personally, is is nature is getting back. If into a rabbit ran across here now, Ollie, yeah, and you had to grab it, yeah. And then fucking pick this sphinx up, <laughs> this this uh, Egyptian yeah. encapsulation, fucking bash it, yeah. Can you do all that? Have you done it before? I've never done it before. What do you think of when you think about doing it? Do you I've, think, fuck it, oh, fuck I've got it, a, it could be a bit squeamish? Well, I think I, I would be a I bit squeamish. A, I, I think I, I could do I, it. I said to Lucy the other day, I've got to be able to look at gutting of an animal. I've got to be able to see an animal being skinned and and be comfortable with it. So I, try, I tried to watch a video of a rabbit being skinned and it was like laid, it was like presented like a top-down GoPro looking down of a rabbit just on the thing. And he like grabbed the side of it, of the skin, and it reminded me of when I like grabbed my dog. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I saw the, and like the eye was on the side and I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I turned it off. But I said to Lucy... I've got to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I've got Here's to another weird one for you, though. If you really are in a, a, a position where there's no food and there's no nothing and you're like you're on the island, for yeah. instance, yeah, and it's like you, you've gone five days that you could manage before whatever that instinct is that sets in, all mm. of a sudden you can fucking do that without even Without fucking, a doubt. Yeah, desperation. Isn't that strange? I think, I think what it is as well, it's like, you know, like you said then, could you do it? It's like, well, if I was sat here now with a full belly and I'm, drinking whiskey watching youtube i'd probably want to pick it up and give it a cuddle you know what i mean but if yeah. i was there now like literally scratching around trying to find food you're soon gonna stay with his head in aren't you it's the way it is I watched, something, I watched something a bit like sas like the the sas who dares wins i watched something where a load of young lads like naughty boys who were kind of off the the beaten track you know kind of in between jail and setting themselves right yeah and they had to go and do some kind of military setup and one of the the tasks was this was fucking years ago. They had to kill a rabbit with a fucking rock and then quarter it and, you know, the whole the whole shebang. And there was tough kids who were like, you imagine would be the bully fuckers yeah. who were just horrible. They were just like, ah, <laughs> You know, like fucking, <laughs> ah, like, you know, and couldn't do it. No, it's, it's no there is weird. a definite, but, but I also feel like that's because our that part of us, along with the many other parts of us, has been detached mm. from what we need. Mm. Like our basic mm. um, necessities, like as a human, shelter, fire, food, safety, all them things are mm. provided for us. Mm. So we're detached from all that. We don't need to go and get a rabbit. And after so long, those parts of your brains, they become dormant or, you know, they're just not And they necessary. are completely. And the, more that, and the more and more now that we pass on, our iPhones go down the line of the pecking order and... You know all the things that are designed to detach to detach us. You know when we were kids, we still had an, a, an are attachment. They are they designed to detach us, or are they the result of our evolution of our the why question? What next? How can we make this better? 
you know, I always try and come back to a simple analogy of like once upon a time, the two strongest dudes in the village would have to make the trek that day to get the water from wherever the fuck it was, but they couldn't stay there because, you know, whatever the threat was. So they'd have to bring the water. And that, that was it, like a day whole thing in their lives where somebody had to get the water or maybe they all had to go. And it was, it was a fucking, and then somebody worked something out with, you know, whatever the fucking rubber leaf plant or whatever the fuck it was where they could transport some of that water back, which maybe meant they didn't have to go the next day. That, technological evolution does that ever end it's the it, detachment designed as convenience isn't it that's what it is mm. it's like it, there is a lot of things where you can go oh it does a load of you know a lot of good you know it connects people across the world when they would never i'm have smoking seen a fucking job. robot yeah. <laughs> I'm you know you're plugged into a ps4 getting off your head but it's like <laughs> but do you know what i mean it's like it's designed as convenience when really it is detachment it is because mm. do the, we know that that's my question though is is like consciously you know when you're sat there on Instagram and you're scrolling around someone's page and you're going, oh god, their life must be amazing, or uh, but you know them and you're there thinking, yeah, I've seen him in his car park. Why why don't, no, but why don't you just close that button <coughs> and go ring and then go, hello, mate, how's things? You know, it's because like, we're at the point now where the phone call is invasive. Yeah, if you get a phone call right out of the fucking ordinary, it's almost like we've gone past like being embarrassed <laughs> by it. It's now like you're taking a piss ringing me. How have you yeah. rang me? <laughs> Without fucking pre, sort of, you know, this hasn't been, we haven't arranged this. Mum, you're the, taking yeah, the piss, fucking out, You know, like, I've read some stuff about like FaceTime, like it's a violation. People FaceTiming without any kind of, you know, prior notice is kind of a violation. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when we were growing up, it would be, I'm going to go around and knock on the door and say, hello, mate, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? And it, with that interaction. Well, you'd know that the dad's going to answer and the dad's miserable. You know, like you'd have to, yeah. you'd have to ring a girl after I'm school Mr. and you'd, you kind yeah. of got us. But I, Come in, this this kind of plays back into a later thought that I was having when I was looking at these people's front rooms and that from Thailand. It wasn't that I was judging fucking Rita and Bob's fucking front Rita room. Rita and Bob too was what you were thinking <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I can I get a lift? <laughs> it was it was um, I was I, I was kind of applying it to that just the way we think. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, I was the whole kind of mechanical process of how you order things in your mind based on what's happening around. It's just, I don't know, man. It's fucking mad. The connection, mate. That's like I'm saying. It, it, even whether it, whether it's human interaction uh, with each other or whether it's human inter interaction with nature, that connection is being severed. That's that's what's going on. And whether it's by design on purpose to, you know, turn us into fucking robots that can just walk around it, whatever it is, mm. or whether it's just, you know, people trying to make money and they're, using, and they're selling gimmicks that people buy into, whatever mm. it is, it is being, it is detaching us from each other mm. and from nature. That's how, that's my opinion anyway. And I, I feel that in myself. I feel like a yearning, you know, sometimes when... You, when I did that camping, oh, and it was only a couple of weeks ago and it's only a night we got we landed in the woods where we wanted to be we landed at about four five six o'clock something lovely part of the evening for three hours till about nine nine o'clock ish where it started to fade and it was lovely then it just went fucking black Mental, isn't it? and all of a sudden like you look around a beautiful green kind of um sort of almost translucent kind of a forest all of a sudden just got sort of closed in black and then just became kind of dead. And then all of a sudden the nut, the, the, the orchestra changed. You've gone from kind of like crickets and you know, butterflies. The, 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 the and first time I ever experienced that 
um, was when me and Lucy went to Spain and we stayed in these yurts. And it was like, we went into the yurt and it was daylight and we was chilling out and da 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 And then it like, you know, having a few drinks and just chilling and then woke up in the middle of the night, four in the morning, needed to go outside for a piss. And it was literally, I thought I was blind. It was like, it was that yeah. dark. But looked up the stars, it was so clear. Can I do a shout out anyway? Of course a Laura Yurts in Spain, because I bet they're struggling yeah, now. I bet yeah. it's difficult. It, it, it's amazing. Whereabouts in Spain? Where, where, um, where Laura. Oh, is, yeah. that, is that is that on the coast? I think it's near Marbella. Right. Without being, because my geography on it isn't great, but mm. I think it's near Marbella, about, you know, it, like from here to Skeggy equivalent mm. away. It's in mm. the mountains mm. and it's lovely, but. Go online, so search out Laura Yurts. It, it's I'll, amazing. I'll, I'll get that in the links as well. In the yeah, I'd appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we we did that, and it yeah. When we went outside, the darkness you just don't get how dark it is. You know, like without any natural dark, light. Yeah, like my hand yeah. isn't even there dark. And the stillness, like the the noise of the forest in the daytime, and where I was in, in the UK at this particular time, there was deer. So for a couple of hours between kind of like ten and twelve, before we kind of put our heads down. There was a kind of strange shift in the. You heard the deers earlier, and I don't know if it's because your brain, coming back to zeitgeist, which is one of the things that I took away from it, the whole dark and light philosophy of beginning of time. You know, when the, when it's daytime, it's not because it's that you can see everything. It's warm. It's it's safe. It's Crop, life. Crops it? grow. Life. Yeah. And at night, it's dark and it's cold Death. and there's spirits and there's attacks and there's mm. predators and that whole thing is what plays off through life that's mm. the kind of the, the the yin and the yang literally of, yeah. of life so when i was in the forest i was kind of really aware of that and we were sat at this tree and i was a bit pissed and a bit stoned and i can remember dave and i chatting away and we will put it out at some point so people who are still with us yeah, will, will hear this and and we he goes Whoa, what was that and we, it's just, and all of a sudden, like we've gone from chatting away and a bit, you know, and then to, to survival <sighs> mode. Yeah, and like all of a sudden, like my heart goes boom, and I'm like, right, be a big boy. We're in the fucking woods. <laughs> We're in fucking England. Like, you know, at worst, there's an adder, and you know, if we're lucky, there might be a little fucking, you know, onset of random deers that come running through this particular breaking. And he's like, and he knows a bit. Like he's like, I can hear. And, I'm like, and I think I even say, like, what, human or animal? <laughs> anyway, it, it just goes on for like a couple of minutes and he's like, I think, and I'm trying to listen to what he's saying. He's like, he says, they're probably going be round. <laughs> anyway. Who were they? Is that like, <laughs> fucking, I'm like, fucking, and I'm trying to just hold on to my hat. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, this could be anything. This, this is it. Mm. Anyway, I go off for a, a, a waz maybe 10 minutes later and I take my torch on my phone and flashing it around to make sure I'm not pissing on a tent or whatever. <laughs> and as I flash my torch around, I see like two fucking oh, mate, you've light, just... eyes, eyes. Yeah. And I'm thinking paranormal activity all over again. Here. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> I said, Dave, Dave, come here. Dave. I shouted it. He's like, I said, yeah, look. and he, as we shine the light, you can literally just see like a vista of like just every, efflorescent glow mm. and as we come round it's all it's doing is just picking up kind of the, the dusty shade of like the bottom of the, the forest in the distance and then as you sweep round you, you go past and you just see these two like white green dots yeah. and we come back 
and there they are and we go through and back and there they are and yeah. we just go away and black and, and back and there they are just... I said what the fuck's that is that a brown bear <laughs> 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 he goes and he's a Yorkshire lad and he goes there's a lovely gap on the audio where he goes uh, I don't think so no <laughs> Do you know what? You've just reminded me of a story that my brother, you, you know Danny, don't you? You've mm. just reminded me of a story that he told me. He went to, um, I think... Can I push out 40 miles west? Yeah, 40 miles west. Yeah. Um, he went to uh, Norway with his friend who's Polish, Lucas. He's amazing, but he's got some family who live in Norway. And they're on like a, they're on like a lake. And they've got, I think he said they had like a little island where they were camping. They were doing some fishing and stuff. And he's, he's, he's you know, he's, I don't think he's done a lot of wild camping and stuff, my brother. Um, <laughs> he said he was doing. He, he did a bit of fishing, and everyone had gone to bed. He said, "I'm just going to stay up because he felt like he was going to get it." And he's they're having a bit of a smoke and that. And he said he just took this massive drag and then thought, "Right, I'm off to bed." And then just as he looked into the distance, there were literally two eyes. He, he said there were six foot, six foot tall, <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking at me like two eyes, just staring at him. And then he just said, "I oh, just laid him, <laughs> laid in bed, like waiting." I can't imagine like that feeling. Is... Well, we when, when I shot when I shone that torch across, and it came back, and then Dave had to make like the five meter walk up to me to kind of like look down my pipe with me, and I and I went across it, across it, and it was like there. And he went, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "Fucking, what do you mean? Oh yeah? You're meant to tell me. Ah, no, it's some fucking whatever it is." But then he did say, "He says, oh, that might be. He says that could be where we buried the." Uh, because he had a put when we when also we it's the spirit of something he buried kind of yeah <laughs> where we'd when he'd already staked out where we were going to make sure obviously that it was cool and kosher so what, and, that, that and, like... he, and he'd buried some booze and a couple of sleeping mats and a couple of bits of kit that he yeah. didn't have to carry prior and it was i mean i wouldn't have fucking known and when he said this so two things are happening to me number one i'm thinking oh this is great he knows what it is it's something it's a fucking sleeping bag or something then the other part of me is like how the fuck do you know where anything is from here, like that's over fifty yards away, he goes. Oh no, that, I that might be that might be where I buried the, the beers. That might be like the the uh, reflective logo off the side of the fucking rolling mat or whatever it was. Mm. And I was like, part of me was like, oh yeah, nice one. And then no, the other half of me was like, how the fuck do you know where? Like I'm looking around and it's black. You know, like we're talking about the uh, prescribed reality and all that sort of stuff, and it's like. Uh, I, you know, I remember you was well into like horror films and mm. like going to the cinema to watch like the yeah, getting immersed, yeah, in, and all yeah. that, and like, but that's prescribed reality was actually affecting your actual reality, yes, yeah, because when you're there and you see them eyes. Yeah. You're there going, I had to think about it's it. It's the fucking conjuring. I had that part <laughs> of my brain went, hang on, no, I'm trying to let in a virus of, oh no, this yeah. is going to be the Blair Witch. This is going to be the Blair <laughs> exactly. Witch. And then I was like, no, where the guy, where the guy who's actually attached to reality and nature he knew what it was yeah it was just like yeah, so well, he uh, you know he's there going i'll prescribe you this reality which is all right sam don't worry about it <laughs> did you like did he at any point tell you that um what he thought it was or did he just describe what he was hearing? right i'll tell you i paint the scene yeah so okay uh, we're sat up against a big oak tree fucking or a beech tree a big fat tree yeah <laughs> And he's sat on my right, so I'm here. We're both slumped up this tree. We're drinking a beer. He's on my right, and this noise is coming from... We've been hearing deer, yeah, from 
like over here somewhere and we've both been looking over here and going it's fucking dick this but this particular all of a sudden we're looking this way and he's he's here next to me and he's like he looks round to me and he goes something <laughs> and I'm <laughs> grabbing <him. laughs> what do you mean this is, what is it and then I can remember having that thought I can remember that part of my brain of dropping in you uh, here we go Blair Witch or fucking when when me and Lu- when Werewolf we- of London what, you know the week before me and Lucy went wild camping we went to my friend Cooper's in London and uh, we watched a film around his house I can't remember the name of the movie for the life of me but it was like some Blair Witch style uh, you know sort of homemade homemade yeah. sort of thing um, they were powerful for a little bit weren't they yeah and this was about trolls like uh, not trolls um, yetis like and they went into like um, oh no, it was like Bigfoot, and it, was it the Redwoods? Yes, was, was the that Redwoods. where the first sighting was? They went Something to wherever like the that, first yeah. sighting of Bigfoot was, and they went to camp there, and then all of a sudden these Bigfoots, like like who were like half mutated humans, it was all a bit weird, and it's all stupid. But me and Lucy watched it, and then a week later when we were wild camping, that is fucking all we could think you hear is like because they did like this knocking on the woods, like like that. You hear like the trees knocking and like. Mm. You did. We did actually hear that when we were out. Oh, I can remember. How daft though. Even as <laughs> a couple of weeks ago on that camping, never mind the footsteps. As you asked there, Aiden. Yeah, that that is what happened. He he said to me. We were chatting away. I'm on the. I'm. I'm I think this is how I remember it. On the audio, I'm chatting away, and he says, "Wait, wait, wait." wait. Uh-uh. And I'm kind of. I haven't noticed, and I'm kind of still chatting. And then he kind of taps me. So I kind of, and then I can remember thinking at that moment, like you've gone from flow, flow state, you know, not really considering nothing's changed. I was in the light with the butterflies and the lovely, beautiful sort of smoky, scenic Mm. British sunset in the woods. And then you went to black self in the darkness. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he, I'm chatting away and like, I haven't really considered the darkness and the, and then he, he's like, he says that, and then I'm like, whoa. And then all of a sudden I can feel like that, that little kind of knock at the door of like, ooh, mm. you know, just you're in the woods. Mm. And I can remember like that feeling coming and then trying to counter that feeling. You know how you do psychologically kind of like going, okay, yeah, it's cool, man. We're here. Nothing's different from what it was before. It's just dark. Mm. Or, you know, weirdos. It's like, a, you know, like I was saying with, learning how to hunt and survival and the basic instincts and all that. One of the things I said was feeling comfortable because that would be the hardest thing, like, is to be be able to be comfortable well, I said in to, that environment. I said to Dave, right, he, he's Dave McGregor, episode nine um, of this podcast. Really interesting, interesting podcast because it's pretty suburban, really, you know, lad from Doncaster, mining family. Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, it's on charge. Hey, producer Aiden, look at that. Fucking hell, it's like a a one. Like a one. (laughs) (laughs) Just patrolling. (laughs) Expelliarmus. I'll tell you what, Aiden. I introduced Aiden earlier to the the crew, to the the, the True the Chat gang, and he's on board now, and he's clearly just fucking... Made for this shit. All over it, man. Um, Yeah, I I, I sat with Dave, and, and he... Podcast number nine, he did. He, 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 a few of the friends who knew Dave 
kind of peripherally listened to his podcast and I'm like fucking oh wow that, that was really quite taken back really interesting he's not running for congress he don't want votes he's just a straight talking Yorkshireman dude and he does a lot of this the reason I went with him recently was because we talked I've kind of we talked about me talking about floating as you know I, I like to float and as the podcast go go deep sponsors and uh, cryo lincoln as well cryo lab lincoln I was talking about that kind of feeling that you've talked about with nature. And I think that's why I've gone toward it a few years before where we are now, where you're starting to really realise a bit of dirt and dust and is where we're at. But the feeling of being disengaged from the speed, the fucking decision-making, the whole kind of just fucking doing, the floating... Uh, I was talking to Dave about it, and he, and he said to me, he says, I go off walking. He says, I go off on my own. Mm. He says, I'll pack a bag with some nuts and a sleeping bag and a mosquito net and a bit of fire... He says, and I'll go off a couple of, some music a couple of nights. And I'm like, yeah. what, on your own? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd anyway, like to do that. I'd went, like to get to that point well, where I could when, be... When we sat at this fucking, the base of this tree in the middle of the woods, right? I said to him, so what do you do now, Dave? Like, what, what, what are you thinking? He says, well, I ain't never, I've never stayed in the woods all <laughs> <laughs> He says, I said, what? I thought you were always doing this. I thought you were going to protect he me. Says, no, he says, I go in the mountains or the hills and that one on my own. He says, I'm not going to the woods. Oh, the woods are a different kettle, mate. He says this. He says, look, he says, the I'm not speaking for everybody. He says, but the woods, he says, it does something fucking weird to me. Yeah. He says, if I was, he actually, yeah, he actually says this on the audio. If I was here on my own now, he said, I'd be fucking shitting it. Yeah. But what is that? When we went wild camping, we went to the Lake District. And initially, we were going to go up onto a hill, uh, one that we'd been up before. We knew the area. But there was some, we had a dog with us, and there was some cattle. And our dogs, at the time, was, wasn't very well trained with that. We had to keep on the lead and everything, and it would have just been a nightmare. So we walked past these woods, and we was like, what about there? Let's, let's just nip in there. And we like found this clear. <laughs> it was like, terrible. It was all like mulch and everything. It's like... Proper no idea. A camper wouldn't have, wouldn't have no, picked the spot. No, but when we it, did it, and it's like we we found this spot where we could camp. Uh, we we made a fire. There was like a lake. We got running water. It was like it was beautiful. Um, it totally pissed it down, and the tents all collapsed, and it was horrible. We but it was like, what's my point, Sam? I think I've lost my point. We were talking about. I, I just told you the story about being in the woods with Dave and Dave not knowing. We ended we ended up in the woods. That's what it was. When we by you know by firelight and by sunset. That was a fucking great recovery, by the way. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry that I lost it, but <laughs> thank you, but, Jack uh, Daniels. <laughs> you're here all week. Yeah, by firelight and by sunset, it was beautiful, safe, warming, like the feeling of. But as soon as that sun went and down... And the temperature, yeah. The temperature, oh, the man, noise. it was just like the sound, though. What the fuck is that? Like, everything. Noises that you wouldn't hear by day when the sun's up. But all of a sudden, they're like... Well, before we recorded this, we kind of talked about this, didn't we? And Aidan, you said you're up for it, didn't you? What was that, sorry? Doing a wild camping. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, you're up for it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm up for yeah. This is a fucking episode in the making. Us three. Absolutely... Fighting us, over us, who, who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> us, us five, <laughs> us five, and a road crew and a camera crew and a fucking yeah. no, it'll feel very wild. I think if we grab a sleeping bag each and the mosquito net, stick, we had a we and, had li- go out there. I think we'd, I think that'd be great fun. We had Lucy's old man with us, and he had like a like a, a hammock with a bit of a 
just a net. Like we was in like a full tent. He was like just hanging out the tree, like because he's ex-military and all that. Nice. So he was like, well on, well on it. Like he he basically looked at the ground that we pitched up on and went, nah, you're all right. I'll hang out yeah. the tree. You lot can lay yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, but it was it was lovely, man. Still, it, it was um, testing of character, and it was difficult. Like when we woke up in the morning, that's soaking a, that's wet. A, that's a really but still interesting, came home enjoying it. That's a great interesting term you use there, and that triggers what my wife and I had done with the kids. So again, kind of parallel to the whole screens thing. A big part of what we did early doors was like was camping. We took even before I went off to Thailand before the the oldest one. When he was on his own, he was about seven, eight months old. It was we we moved in the October, and we went down Shropshire for our first proper camping holiday together. In the late August, I think it was, and we got a little spot next next to like a little dike kind of stream thing. And my wife and I, Alex, we we looked at each other and we said, "Look, with the boy, yeah, this, this little baby that we've got, we said like, let's go camping." We had this kind of picture of. There's something pulling us towards it. There's something pulling us towards like downing tools and fucking getting away. And then when we got there, it was picturesque. It was lovely. And I kind of went down the hole, kind of got, I got quite into camping. I think I, I think what tipped me over the edge is I'd done a job with a client who was well into his company and he was like making his own stoves and all sorts of shit. You know, he'd built like a fucking lightweight caravan to go to wherever. Mm. And he was like, oh, you, if you're going, you're thinking about going camping. And he took me in his garage and he gave me loads of like, you know, all sorts of kind of equipment. The Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gone like, gone into camping like fucking loaded. I'm basically like rebuilding my house in this fucking field in Shropshire. But I remember we, we, we came away from that weekend with a real, um, magnanimous and gracious respect and gratitude for like simple things. As, and this was similar in Thailand, even having clean water, mm. never mind running water, just having clean I couldn't drink, we couldn't drink water. Like my little boy in Thailand um, would lay on the shower floor. We had a wet room, lovely wet room. It was gorgeous. You'd look at it and you think you were in the Hilton. But he'd lay on the floor and go, start slurping the water. And we'd be like, no. Yeah. You can't, because where we were, it was like that water wasn't filtrated water. It was like, you drink that and you're probably going to be messed up for a couple of days. So when we were camping, I felt that, there was a definite thing that we both felt where we talked about it, where when we got home, we were really grateful to be home, but not to the point where we were like, I'm never doing that again. It was like, we, we realized that's exactly that was it, fucking brilliant. Yes. Like, Cause waking up to the bird song and getting out your tent and we, putting we bacon woke, on the fucking we woke fire. Up, we woke up in the morning, primal. everything had fallen apart. We were soaking wet, ticks in the dog. Yeah. Fucking was this a hard 75 <laughs> this, <laughs> this was, you know what I mean? It was a total collapse, mate. But we woke up and we was all happy as Larry, man. We was buzzing, wanting to do it again. I'm fucking... Jack's got me. I don't know about you. Well, Jack and <laughs> My Sheila. missus calls it whiskey. I don't... <laughs> This has been a pleasure. We have talked about Dip Your Ghost and Hidden by Sound and fucking everything that you're pumping out right now. But I listen, genuinely didn't think we would. I think you this, you, you know, it's clear. People listening, people watching, you're a friend of the show, aren't you, Ollie? Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the Cat. I, d- I want to say my own words. Go on then. Very angry. Well, 
That was fun. Another one. Two, two, it, that's two in a row. It's funny how it works out. That's two in a row where I've got the both old mates, musical mates, good mates of mine, lots of history, lots of fun. And, you know, you forget you've got your headphones on and that you're doing this, actually, and the cameras are tucked away in the black black blankets on the walls and you can't even see them. Um, it gets a little bit hairy. <laughs> um, but what fun. So I hope you had fun with that. I hope that was an hour and a half or whatever it was where you... Um, yeah, drifted off and maybe, maybe had a um, a relaxed listen. Um, I I I love doing this and sitting with friends and doing it is great fun as well. Once you get the ten minutes out of the way and everyone relaxes into it, it's really cool. So I'm um, just happy and over the moon. Everyone's still listening and in this strange time when we haven't got any consistency and any fucking yeah anything to really be. Uh, confident about in terms of a pattern of a future but i think we're getting there hopefully we're not far away from from something that's um gonna make us all a bit more reassured about what the future holds thank you to the sponsors go deep flotation thank you to sponsors lincoln cryolab.co.uk thank you to anchor for having us thank you for you guys for listening uh pod bible for supporting us and yeah, I'm going to get myself off now. It's a bank holiday weekend as, as the time of the recording. And I think I'm going to take my kids and my wife wild camping. I think we're going to brave it and go out in the middle of the woods somewhere and have a proper stripped back wild camping evening. Um, so I might report back on that and see how that goes. I have got a wild camping episode that I'm going to put out soon with, with uh, Dave McGregor which was wonderful. I've, I've, I've done the editing, I've put that together, so it'll just be a case of when we drop it. Um, but that's that's still to come. So I guess it's just enjoy and take care and be safe, people. We will be back soon. I'm not going to say when because I don't know when. We might be back next week. We might be back the week after. It just all depends. I just, um, I'm going to switch off now and go and enjoy some time with the family in the woods. So take care of one another. Peace.